previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. We hope you enjoy the golf. We hope you're enjoying the baseball. That's our favorite sport. And the cricket, right, Simon? Of course. Yes, of course. Of course of Thank course. you. And we should uh, have a, we'll have a whole episode on that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be awesome. I don't know. I think that would have to be a bonus episode. <laughs> wow. Listen, if people can struggle through baseball, then cricket's going to be a walk in the park. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And we are happy to have Roxy and Simon back with us again. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. First things first, the most important thing, uh, happy belated birthday to Simon's mom. Happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, that's very sweet. Yes. Um, she had a birthday yesterday, I believe. She did. She did indeed. Yeah. Oh, it, we did some Zooming, you know. Uh-huh. It was fun. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, because they're still they're still in like, some form of a lockdown in the UK. So Oh, yeah. I didn't know not that. that I'm not that I'm there anyway, but even if I were there, I probably, you know. So we did a big family zoom instead. Oh, that's, that's terrific. Awesome. I did not realize they were yeah. still in a lockdown there. Wow, yeah, I think April twelfth, we're we're phasing it slowly. April twelfth things get slightly more less or slightly less locked down and then I think by June it should be relatively completely unlocked down. Gotcha. We'll see. TBD, right? With yeah, yeah totally. Well, with everything, yeah. All right. So we couldn't. Simon's here. We couldn't start the show without the acknowledging the passing of Prince Philip, who died yesterday at the age of ninety-nine. Now, Simon, what does this mean to your country and all that? Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of Americans ask me that. They're like, "What is the equivalent?" For America, and I really, sadly, don't have an answer. I, I made a joke that perhaps it's like if Oprah's husband died, but it's it's really not like that at all. I mean, it's this weird thing of I think that we, and when I say we, I mean not not obviously everyone. There are Republicans in Britain as well, uh, and when I say Republicans, I don't mean in terms of politically left or right. I mean actually wanting to be a republic, not a monarchy. Right. But uh, for the most part, I think that Brits, it's it's you look you look at the royal family for a reflection of yourself or a reflection of of what the UK is or represents. And I think Prince Philip is kind of a good example of that for us because uh, there are obviously a lot of things that people didn't like about him. He's prone for, known for saying off-color remarks that are relatively insensitive, but at the same time, he also represented a lot of positive things about being British. So it's, it's, it's hard to explain why we have this attachment to the royal family and what exactly it means, but it is somewhat like a feeling of a reflection of who we are as a nation. And so it's, uh, it's both a sad time, but also time to look back and be like, well, look, uh, look at things that he's done, but also by extension, things that we represent for better and for worse. There, there was, you know, it was an emotional day yesterday. And, uh, and it's hard to explain for people that don't have a royal family in their country because there really isn't, there really isn't quite a comparable thing here, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. that's always, I've always wondered how that would be. Uh, I mean, we've obviously had presidents die. And I mean, I've never experienced one dying in office or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it is always a sad moment. And you're right. It's, it's a completely different feel though from royalty. Yeah. And then, I mean, he, obviously he's called the Duke of Edinburgh and he has this thing called the DOV or Duke of Edinburgh awards. And I did that personally. A lot of people do it. It's like you go, you, you do, you plan these expeditions, you have to do a lot of community service and you, and you build up all these things and then you can get these levels like bronze, silver, gold. And, and I did that growing up as well. So like, you know, all, all these different programs and charities and things that he were involved in did actually have an effect on people. I saw something yesterday on the news about some guy that was in prison and he did the Duke of Edinburgh Award as a kid in juvenile prison and like, and he credits that for getting him out of it and getting him, you know, so whilst there were some off-color things that associated with Prince Philip, there were also a lot, of, a lot of good that he did. And he represented a sense of duty, you know, the ultimate sacrifice of sacrificing his whole career sure. and everything to just be the right-hand man to the queen is takes a lot yeah and how old is she i think she's five years younger if i'm not mistaken it's so interesting how they are viewed and his different personality that would shine out from time to time and then all the good things he did like it just shows that though he is royal he is a human as well and that human element is what draws people i think to them in a lot of ways it just is a testament to him being a human being and this is the life that he leads but there are these other things about him that people don't necessarily always expect to come out but then they do i don't know it just shows that he's human and yeah. he will be missed he was known for making people feel very comfortable immediately around him mm. and i mm. think he did do a, a good job of modernizing the royal family 
because he I've learned more about him today than I probably learned in the whole time I've been alive. But, you know, his, his upbringing, yes, he was born a royal, but he was born in Corfu and then had to escape after a year old because obviously they, they killed his grandfather. And then and then he basically his family all dissolved. His mother went to an asylum. So like he, he had a very uh, different upbringing, different from all of us because he was within the royal realm, but different for royals. And I think that he brought a very different perspective to them and helped modernize it in a way. A lot of the things that we think about the royals now is kind of comes from him grounding, which sounds bizarre when I'm referring to Prince Philip as grounding something, but I think <laughs> he did ground the royals somewhat. Yeah. Wow. Simon, thank you so much for sharing because we definitely could not do it justice. So we appreciate you being on today and uh, taking the time. Thank you. I don't know if I did it justice, but I tried. Yeah, thank you for (laughs) taking the time to talk about it. No, absolutely. So now let's just, we just have some quick housekeeping. Actually, it's going to be kind of a big show feel today because I think we're going to save all the the mailbag. We don't call it the mailbag, but we we had a lot of emails this uh, couple days ago, you know, in the last couple days. So it's, it, that's great. It's so great. So we might have to leave that for the final segment, but we did want to do some housekeeping real quick. As we announced on the last show, Mo Merka won our Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. And so since they won the overall Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge, I let them choose from the prizes and they chose the barbecue sauces from Emerald City Catering. So mm. I just wanted to congratulate them one more time. And don't forget, if you didn't win and you want to order your own barbecue sauce, it, you email Steve Oswald at Emerald City Catering, and it's info at emeraldcitycatering.com. So you can order your own, and make sure you say you're a little, and you'll get your fourth bottle thrown in there in your order. Hashtag give a little extra. And we finally found out, we didn't know this on the last episode, who won our bracket name challenge. And that was Scott Moffat was the mastermind behind the It Wasn't a Spoiler bracket name. And he wins the autographed copy book by Rich Ottinger called Do You Serve Food Here? And like we said, if you want to get your own copy, go to www.richottinger.com. That's R-I-C-H-O-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R.com. So you can get your own copy. And, you know, real quick, we just need to say, we did not reach out to these people. These two guys just emailed us in offering up their products and saying, hey, we want to contribute to the Littles. Please use our stuff for prizes. So, I mean, I just, I can't thank them enough again for that. That's really sweet. Above and beyond, loyal little duty as far as I'm concerned. So thank you both for being our sponsors for the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. We also have the third prize that no one has claimed yet. Yes, actually, I... So what I did was I gave the people the choices and Scott Moffat actually gave you a big compliment, Rox. He was shocked when I told him that you made that. And Do the littles know what you're referring to? Uh, I don't know if they know what we're referring to. I don't think they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I crocheted a monkey with a banana and <laughs> it's, it's the, actually really it's, cute. It, it was our profile picture, wasn't it? Was it was our profile picture on our Facebook page, I believe our Twitter as it's well, still there and Instagram. I think it's on Twitter. Yeah, it's also on Instagram, the first picture I posted because we didn't have the amazing artwork by Eric Londrigan yet. So I crocheted a monkey holding a banana, and that is our third prize Yeah, to send out to the winner of whoever came in last. You have to reach out to us, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com, so you can claim this cute little monkey that I made, handmade, by myself. It's super cute. It is adorable. <laughs> All right, you two. Well, let's get out of here because we have a fantastic guest and we are so looking forward to this. It is, how do we say this, Roxy? It's it's tomorrow there. That's yeah. how far away this person it's is. It's tomorrow there today here. Right, what she just said. <laughs> All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. The Loyal Littles Podcast, in your ear, on the WTFC Podcast Network. Here's Chuck and Roxy. Give me stickers, gold stars, praise. You want answers, my hands raised. Don't need college, I'll be fine. See you losers cross the finish line.
hamster wheel. Eat your ego every meal. We are being played in this week by Rachel King, and this song is called Filthy One. And she writes, Filthy One is an indie rock pop single about rumbling with your ego, overcoming the unhealthy pendulum that aggressively swings between pride and shame and stepping into true healthy confidence. But mainly, it's about eating humble pie to stop being a cocky shit. It is written and performed by Rachel King and produced by Lorenzo Wolf. Her next single, Bonnie Parker, inspired by Bonnie and Clyde, comes out April 16th. So keep on the lookout for that. If you like what you hear, the best way to find all her music and videos can be found at www.itsrachelking.com media. And she also has a YouTube channel that you can find and we'll attach that link in the show notes. And as always, we'll play the full song, Filthy One, at the end of the podcast. time to meet the littles and we are super excited this we believe is it's definitely the furthest little away from here new york city that we've ever had i mean it's so far away it's tomorrow there we're gonna get into it please welcome to the show michael Wynn. hey michael how's it going very good thank you and great to hear from you oh my god well, thanks gosh. for being here this is awesome yeah. <laughs> Now, normally we let the guests start, but, you know, the littles would just shoot me down if I did not ask the first logical question of what's it like tomorrow? What are, what are we in for as littles? I are you allowed to say any of that? Oh, no, I'm not allowed to say anything. I'm afraid not. Um, <laughs> the sun has, all We're I still here tomorrow, though, right? Again. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, Littles, we have that to look forward to. The sun will rise tomorrow. You know, Roxy always says, you told me there wouldn't be math involved. Uh, and, and, and Bobby Gottfried, I don't know if you, if you know the little Bobby Gottfried, Michael, but he was really nice, and he explained the whole system on how to do it of adding or subtracting five hours and then flip the a.m. p.m. It is 6.30 in the evening here, so for you, it is 11.30 tomorrow morning. Is that correct? That is correct. Cool. So it's you're just about to have those- lunch. Well, yeah, it's one of those things about living in New Zealand because, you know, the the international dateline starts where we are. We're always ahead of everybody else. And Mm -hmm. so you're always having to to work out exactly when, uh, what time zone people are in so that you're not waking them up at at midnight or what have you. But it does work the other way. People forget that we're ahead of everybody and yeah, I've had people call me at sort of three o'clock in the morning thinking it's it's (laughs) daytime or something. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, this is so neat. And I mean, where would we be without technology? I mean, the fact that we're able to sit here and do this interview is just so freaking cool. We're excited. So, Michael, let's go back. I mean, it's all serious. Yeah, just introduce yourself. Okay. Well, well, look, I'm Michael. I'm a short time little. I, uh, well, I live here in Auckland. I live in a suburb called Hauraki. So it's right on the beach um, on the Waitamata Harbour, which is the east coast of the North Island. And my role is I'm a naval historian. I work for the Royal New Zealand Navy, and I work Ooh. as part of the museum collections team. Wow. So I, yeah, so I have a uh, pretty unique job. I'm probably the only one of two military historians that work full-time within defence. And, yeah, so I'm based in Devonport, which is just down the road from where I am. And, yeah, so that's, that's my job. So a very unusual job, but um, something that uh, I guess I train for. Yeah. And speaking of training, so did you go to school? Yeah, I did. Well, I actually went back very late in life. I started back at university uh, in in 2000, and I studied at a university called Massey, named after a former prime minister of New Zealand. And it was primarily, when it first started, was an agricultural college. I guess you'd call it an A&M. But uh, it's now obviously a full-size university. So I started a history degree at Massey, then went on to do an honours degree in history, and then a master's degree in military history. And as I sit here, 
I see I've just received back my uh, introduction from my supervisors for my PhD. So, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, so wow. I'm so pretty busy at the moment. That's incredible. So, yeah. So what, so what does that mean exactly? So that means you're going to go back again? Yes, go back again. I, I'm a sucker for punishment. Um, <laughs> you love homework, don't you? <laughs> well, I love homework. Um, I think it's partly professional development and partly for, I guess, intellectual stimulation. I guess, you know, I've been at the museum now for over 13 years. And so a lot of the day-to-day work I've already done. So I can, I it's fairly easy for me to keep on top of things. But by focusing on some academic work, it's, it requires a certain level of discipline that I don't necessarily have in my, as I said, my day-to-day historical research work. So it's, um, in that way, I think it keeps me very active. Wow, that's, oh, that's awesome. Now, have you ever been over to the States? No, closest I've got to the States is Vancouver. Uh, and I oh, went neat. to Ottawa. Um, mm-hmm. To give you a, actually, this is probably a good example about the time difference for, for living in New Zealand. I flew to Ottawa and I left Auckland at seven o'clock on a Sunday and got to Ottawa at four o'clock on a Sunday uh, in the afternoon. In between, there was about 32 hours of travel. Wow. <laughs> so it gives you a sense of, because I had to fly to Sydney, I had to fly from Auckland, Sydney, Sydney, Vancouver, and then from Vancouver to Ottawa, wow. and the same trip in reverse. And so it's, uh, yeah. It, what were you doing in Ottawa? I gave, I was actually at a naval history conference. I actually, um, the Canadian Navy was having their centenary, so they very nicely flew me over, which was oh, um, which was really great. And it was early May, but I, I was freezing when I got there. I hadn't felt that cold before. And I do remember when I left the airport, I started, I was about to yell at the driver for driving on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) As you know, as you know, here in New Zealand, we drive on the right side, the proper side of the road as God and Her Majesty intended. Um, (laughs) And uh, it was an education because, of course, I didn't, you know, I had to remind myself to look the right proper way. And um, I was fascinated by the squirrels. I was watching squirrels in the park. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, something we don't have, you know, people go, it's a squirrel, and I'm going, it's a squirrel! Um, <laughs> oh, I love that. Going, yeah, just those, those, those weird little things. We don't have that kind of thing. We have the only sort of that kind of mammal we have is what we call possums, and they are um, they're a pest in this country. Uh, now, because I think it would be the same as us if we saw, like, kangaroos just hanging around. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like look, a kangaroo. Oh, wow. I went to the Royal Australian Navy College in Jervis Bay in New South Wales, and they have mobs of kangaroos just lying around all over. It's amazing. Wow. No, the re- and the reason I was asked, because I absolutely adore Ottawa. I was fortunate enough to play there once on tour, oh. and, and Vancouver was my other favorite. I mean, Vancouver, oh. I think, is a lot of people's favorite. It's such a beautiful city. But, yep. you know, Ottawa was small, and it was, but it was quaint, and it was just really cute. I, there was just something about it I really liked. Did it strike um, you that it was a, a company town? You know, it's, it's there for government? Um, yeah, you know, no, it didn't. I mean, it's no, kind of okay. a longer story. I, you, you might not remember this. I want to say it was – Roxy, you can help me with this. Was it 2004 we had the main blackout of half the country? I thought that was 2002. It could have, might have been 2002. Okay. 2002, uh, 2003, something like that. Yeah. That's probably right. Cause you were stuck here, right? Roxy, I was stuck in New York, homeless in the okay, middle of I the was, street. <laughs> <laughs> now this, Michael, this probably had something to do with it. I was stuck in Ottawa and that's probably why I have this, such a, a vivid memory of it. And I'll never forget <laughs> it because I was on tour with Miss Saigon and we, do you know the show Miss Saigon by any chance? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we just landed the helicopter. Spoiler alert, Littles. And <laughs> um, so the helicopter takes off. We end the scene and blackout. And I mean blackout, like nothing. <laughs> and we waited for about a half hour and they sent us all home. They sent the audience home. And we were there for like three days with nothing, no shows, because, you know, obviously we're the last thing that they're going to you know, waste power on a Broadway show. So we were all hanging out in the downtown area with the pubs and all the, the locals, and they were just practically giving the beer away because it was going to go bad. You know, it was all getting yeah. warm. So yeah. for like the next day and a half, we just hung around because we knew we didn't have a show to do. And I mean, so it's just kind of one of those fun, warm memories, so to speak, 
for me. So now let's get into this. So how did you, all right, so you've never been to the States. How did you get introduced to Tony and, and become a fan and all that stuff? Well, this is, um, this is a story. We have, uh, in New Zealand, we have a company called Sky, which is what we call pay television. So it's the only provider of, we don't have a cable TV network. Gotcha. In New okay. We have a satellite network. Mm-hmm. And they didn't introduce ESPN until about 2010. And I remember getting it and watching the show going, why are these two men yelling at each other? <laughs> <laughs> because and I was fast I was absolutely fascinated because when we don't have that kind of sports culture in New Zealand partly in, in in a way because we've really only had professional sports like rugby league and rugby from about the mid 1990s so we we don't have that long sports writing tradition and punditry and so yeah that's where it started for me it was I thought oh I enjoyed this and so I actually I just got caught up in the fact it was a half hour and it was these sort of multiple topics. And I think I appreciated the humor, I think, was a, mm. the thing sure. I And yeah. did just one day he happened to say, oh, I had so-and-so on my podcast today and that's how you found out about the podcast? Yeah, well, I, I got into podcasts. I converted to Apple for everything but my sort of laptop and found podcasts and re- re- realizing that Tony had a podcast. And so that's, I think that was about 20... 15 2016 when i yeah yeah you're kind of a newbie in in the world very much wow i'm like i'm like tony in some ways i'm a late adopter of technology Uh, (laughs) (laughs) trust me i understand that so this will be interesting then so i tried to do a little bit of homework for down there but so now do you have a favorite sport um, I, I, I'm going to sound very unpatriotic, but, uh, um, it's, it's hard for me. My, my favorite sport is, uh, Australian rules. Okay. And college football would be my two favorite sports that, that, um, and baseball, funny enough. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's very patriotic. What do you mean? Well, it's, it's very funny. Well, interesting thing. He, so here's the historian of me coming out, but, um, mm-hmm. We used to play baseball in New Zealand, sort of before the First World War and during the First World War. There mm-hmm. were baseball teams in this country, but wow. after the First World War, they died out. And somehow or another, softball became the sport of choice rather than baseball. So interesting. But we've now got a baseball team, um, the Tuataras. So they're oh. they're the Auckland baseball team. They play in the Australian League or were playing in the Australian League, as you can appreciate, with COVID, that completely right. blew the season, sure. which was very, very disappointing for them, very frustrating for them and their fans, because they weren't allowed to go into the bubble in Australia to play. So that was quite... Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's too bad. So, yeah, as I said, I will watch baseball. Now, obviously, you know, again, not having a history here in this country, but I think it was 2015, I was I, I had a car accident and I was at home recovering. And so I, I watched the last few games of the regular season and then watched all the World Series and mm-hmm. the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I think that was the year Royals, the Kansas City Royals won. So, yeah, beat, yeah. Beat and that's, that's how yeah. I got into it. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2015, I believe. Yeah. Um, now this might be an issue. Please forgive me if this is a dumb question. Is are this is the season the same as it is here? No, I, well they I th- no, it isn't. They they play over summer. I always say February is the hardest month for a sports fan in New Zealand because of course we uh, NFL's finished and college football's finished and then you know you sort of have a very fallow period. You, you're living through the preseason for AFL and you're hoping and praying that your players don't get injured. I hate mm-hmm. preseasons. Just by the way, can I just make that? I I, I would ban <laughs> permanently. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your? Do you have uh, favorite teams uh, for the NFL? I do. I I barrack um, for the Carolina Panthers. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it was it was Cam Newton and yeah uh, McCaffrey. Um, so the sure. my favorite players, and mm-hmm. I have uh, my second favorite team. I'd say would be the Seahawks. Cool. Oh, okay, coast to coast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then um, for baseball. Don't hate me, but I, I like the Astros. <laughs> I like oh, the Astros. Um, and uh, I like the Astros, and I like the Angels, and I like the Royals. And, uh, yeah, and my college team is Auburn. 
So, gotcha. and that was Bo Jackson. That was uh, sure. that was, was Bo Jackson. So, wow. It sounds like you found a player, an athlete that you really like to watch, and then wherever they played, that's sort of how you yeah. became a fan of the team. Yeah, cool. in that way. And I think, look, you know, you've got to have skin in the game, I think, mm-hmm. to right. enjoy it. I mean, not in a gambling sense. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not that I'm a degenerate gambler. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, it's uh, something I learned when I lived in Melbourne. I lived in Melbourne for three years. And obviously, that's a heartland of, of Australian rules. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have your team and you the season runs to a cycle. We have what we call tipping competition so you actually tip the teams to win none of this betting the point spread you just you just tip the teams to win and, and that you know, means you, you just so pick the winner yeah okay yeah, yeah. i've never heard um, that term interesting okay yeah so it's called tipping and um that's a really big thing i i take part in the in the eighth i did, actually did my tips last night for the first round and so you go through and you pick your, pick your nine so there's always nine games in the round so mm-hmm. i picked my um hopefully pick my night my nine winners it was probably about as scientific and uh, as a quantitative measure as you know sort of um betting the process but i it's like my bracket i just guess i just guess the brackets that's what i do <laughs> yeah that's what roxy did i've got my um jumpers i've got my carolina jumpers and i've got um, my seahawks jumpers and then i've got my astros and angels jumpers and so mm-hmm. oh that's fantastic yeah so somebody your... thought my name was trout at one point i thought they said i thought your surname was trout and i said why oh the name on the back of your shirt no that's... <laughs> no, no, no that's my trout and long yep. story <laughs> oh that's great oh, that's great <laughs> so michael you can stick around right Oh, absolutely. All right, Little Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Keep listening. It's really funny. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are so fortunate to have Michael Wind with us today, all the way from New Zealand. This has been so great. Now, Michael, our curiosity started going. We were curious how you'd heard about us and all this stuff. Now, you yep. said you are you are a member of the TK Littles groups on Facebook? Yes. yes. Okay. You're more than just the one, though, right? Yeah, so TK Loyal Littles and also the um, the TK Smart and Funny. Gotcha. Yes, you were I was invited uh, to that. Yes, I was. I was very <laughs> felt very very privileged. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm not a big social media user, mm-hmm. but we talk a lot about how you know it, it. Social media is a terrible place, but I think in, on the other hand, social media can be a great space for people of like minds and sure. shared interests, and I think that's what I enjoy about having the Facebook connections with the loyal littles around the world is that yeah. you feel like you're part of a larger ecosystem than Absolutely. just yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. given the fact that I'm so far away from right. <laughs> so far away from everything. Well, and that's kind of why we wanted to start this podcast because now all the littles, we've probably seen you chime in on the Facebook groups here and there. Yeah. And now we'll have a voice to, along with the Facebook profile. Well, that's, that's exactly we it. Yeah and, yeah. and that's what I've enjoyed about, uh, your podcast is, is actually meeting the littles, you know, the sort of, you know, the the more mediums, as I call them, you know, mm-hmm. Claire and, and, and Joe Arrow, you know, you meet these superstars of the of the ecosystem. Um, <laughs> um, wait, wait, just but, because you, you just you just called Joe Arrow and Claire superstars. Superstars. Yeah. They will oh, love right. that. <laughs> they will love that. Well, okay. well, I'm very close to Claire, and she is. She's a wonderful person, and she yeah. um, very, very nicely sent through to me a Houston Astros mask, um, face mask. Oh, um, nice. of course she did. Of course. She which did. I, I mean, which I wore. Which I obviously, you know, as you know, we had to go back into lockdown a couple of weeks ago. Right. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, we had a. Well, it was only one case. Um, we had one case in Auckland, and so everybody else in New Zealand went to a level two lockdown. We went to a level three, which meant that I had to to work from home, which was a pain in the butt because yeah. So it, one case, one case, yeah, one case. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, but things I, things are a from, little different up here. <laughs> yeah, and from from what I've heard, it seems like you are in a 
a pretty good situation considering oh look i think we are i mean yeah we, that's you, amazing you appreciate i think when you live here you always appreciate the distance of uh, how far you're away from other parts of the world mm-hmm. and as an island you have a sense of you know that you can be isolated and i think in, sure. the, in this case we've yeah. been able to but the cost of that is is tremendous yeah and there are a lot of people suffering and I know, for example, you know, the big tourist towns like Queenstown in the South Island is going through a very, very tough time. There is hope that we'll be able to have a bubble with Australia so at least some tourists can come, but it's um, mm-hmm. it's very, it is very tough for people here. And it was hard for me too when I was working from home and people going, oh, you work for the government. Yeah, you've got a permanent job. And it's like, yeah, but I'm really struggling to work and to get to keep things ticking along. Right. Um, What's the uh, phrase? The grass is always greener. <laughs> oh, gosh. You yeah. know? Gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, Auckland is, a, is a, a port of call for cruise ships. And over sort of the summer period, which sort of runs sort of November to about now, mm-hmm. there's at least one cruise ship in Auckland Harbour at, at um, you know, every day. And of course, right. there's thousands of visitors just not in Auckland. Yeah. Gosh. Roxy's, Roxy and I are, are both, we both love cruises and mm-hmm. we mm. understand those because we've been to many of those ports those villages and whatnot, they depend on that. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Pacific Islands, you know, Fiji and Samoa and Tonga and the Cook Islands and that, mm-hmm. um, who depend on tourism, you know, that's a big chunk of their budget. They're really sure. finding it tough. So, Michael, now I'd love to get into some of our normal questions. And this one's sure. kind of interesting because you've already announced your allegiances to your sports teams. So... <laughs> So give me a team or franchise, college or pro, that isn't one of your personal favorites, but you do really respect them from afar. I would say the New England Patriots, obviously, okay. for building building a machine. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, and that's something to be admired because that's a very, very difficult thing. I'm amazed and very impressed with what LeBron has done at LA, taken a team mm-hmm. that was really struggling and turned it into a powerhouse. Sure. Um, I was, Seems to I do think, that wherever he goes. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But remembering, of course, when he goes there, he's a coach and general manager as right. well. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think what I thought was always impressed me was the Golden State Warriors when they did their championship run, how the – they were able to manage their egos and realize that they were better as a team. It wasn't yeah. about me. It was about we. And I think that was probably the secret to their success is that they were able, uh, as much as you can, I guess, to sub- submit your ego to the to the needs of the team. In baseball, oh, it's hard. I mean, you know, the Dodgers throw a lot of money, but, you know, it's the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, you can you can buy success. I mean, it was um, – yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the pitcher's name? Clay, is it Clayton? Clayton, Kershaw? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always disagree with Tony. You know, Tony kept saying he was a Hall of Fame, and I'm going, but he hasn't won anything. Um, yeah. We don't have Halls of Fame in, in this country. That's – something that we don't do it's never been a sort of part of the New Zealand tradition but mm-hmm. um I thought somebody like Clayton Kershaw you know to get into the Hall of Fame I thought you would have had to have at least won a World Series which he's now done but yeah, right. you know, that, I thought that would have been the bare minimum for Hall of Fame you know because it, it feels sometimes if you put someone in the Hall of Fame who's accumulated a lot of stats well that's great but were they ever a champion player now, real quickly, going back, because I, I skipped over one that I wanted to talk about since, because you, you had said how you were in the Smart and Funny group. Have you ever done a Friday Five? Yeah, no, I like I like doing the Friday Five, and I find it's really interesting that the responses you get, um, because I, when I think about a question, I think, oh, I wonder what, how people would answer this and whether they'd appreciate it or not. The, the one question I was going to ask, and I didn't remember till after I posted, I was going to ask the question is, have Little purchased music that they've heard on the podcast? Oh. And I have. Um, oh, you have? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've purchased a number of songs that I've I've heard on the podcast. Actually made an effort to go out and listen to the artist and get the song, or and then sort of some of them it's turned into an album or so. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is so wonderful. That's so great to hear. I do hope and I wish more littles would would understand that just going to iTunes and hitting that 99 cent single purchase button 
you know, if you it like the song, I mean, if you don't, I mean, if you don't like it, certainly don't buy it. But if you do <laughs> like it, it does mean so much to the artist, and those do add up. I know it seems like, oh, it's 99 cents, but it, oh. they, they do add up, and it was so important to us, and that's why we do it on the Loyal Littles podcast as well. Oh, look, you I know, think I, it's been great. There's been some, I think, some fantastic music, and yeah. it's it costs us $2.99 for a, for a song in New Zealand. <laughs> Oh, I see. So it's a little more expensive for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll make a confession here. I have a uh, a collection, a, a rather large collection of iTunes songs at the moment. It's about 260 gigabytes worth of material. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Trying to explain, you know, my music's really important. And because I sort of think, oh, you know, you've got a few hundred songs and you sort of go, yeah, I've got 22,000. <laughs> Wow. Now, That's... going back to the Friday Five really quick, the one yep. that you just did, you also, you were the one that posted a picture of your cat, correct? Oh, yes, Mindy. Tell me about her. <laughs> ah, well, Mindy is, uh, we've got two cats, but Mindy is what is called a Scottish short hair, mm-hmm. but she was supposed to be a Scottish fold with the folded ears, oh. um, except when she was born, her sister and her brother had their ears folded, but Mindy didn't. And oh, wow. so it, it, what it meant is that we were able to purchase her from the breeder at a slightly lesser cost than it would have been a, a you know Scottish fold. So yeah, oh, um, wow. she's fifteen. She'll be fifteen this year. She's um, adorable. We were told she was going to be a house cat. Now that never mm-hmm. happened. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, you know she treats a house like a hotel. You know she she models it and goes, you know my late I'm here for an early dinner or my late dinner. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, cute. we have, we have Mindy and we have uh, Molly, which is a, a Manx cat. And I, if you don't know the breed, Manxes are born normally born without a tail, mm-hmm. but Molly's got a tail. Oh. And she can't meow. She goes. Ah, ah. Oh. Um, she's a very big cat. She's you think Mindy's half Molly's size. So, wow. So yeah, so we have we're, we're we're cat people. I'd love to have a dog, but my wife is not really a dog person. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, your cats are awesome. I love cats so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great to see a picture of Mindy, you said? Yeah, Mindy, yeah. Mindy, yeah. yeah. So, Michael, we're actually premiering some new questions, but I saved one specifically for you. Did you go to camp growing up? And if so, where? Ah, we don't have such things as summer camps in this country. You don't? Um, okay. No, and and no, we don't have summer camps. We stayed at home because, of course, I guess being the seasons are different here, you know, sure. our, our summer holidays start at the end of December and go through to the end of January. So we don't have a, a, mm. lot, a lot of time off. So basically high schools and uh, intermediates and primary schools start at sort of early February. University sort of starts at the end of February. So... Yeah, no, didn't have any camps. Um, I see. Wow. I yeah. yeah, that's why I figured it would be interesting to ask you that question first. Yeah, not, I, not I a, yeah, a no, I, I sound the idea of sound to being. I'm sure my parents would have loved to have sent me to a camp. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, sent me to a camp for weeks. But yeah, no, not a thing in this part of the world. It's 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 funny, I guess. I know New Zealanders have talked about it, but when they looked at the costs, they went, "Oh, that's really prohibitive." So, right. here's another new one. And since you, I assume, based on what you said about your travels earlier, I think this could be really interesting. Would you rather spend five days exploring Disney or New York City? New York City, actually. <gasps> Love I, it. I, yeah, I actually would. I'd go to Dis- Disney if it was closed and I could go there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Not a big crowd person. Well, I, New York. <laughs> you need Jeff Bezos money to do that, you know, to roll mm-hmm. up to roll up and go, yeah, I want the park to myself for the day. <laughs> um, gotcha. No, I'd, I'd New York City. I mean, I've done a little bit of traveling as, and, and mainly in, in some ways part of my job. I mean, I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in Canberra, in Sydney, but I've also been to, to London and to Portsmouth for Naval oh, wow. History Conferences. Mm-hmm. And when I was w- in England, I visited with my sister. And then I took the train from London to Paris and spent a couple of days in Paris before I went back mm. to New Zealand. 
So I had a very, very quick, quick look at Paris. I didn't go to any of the tourist traps because it was July and I knew how busy they were going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, it shows you what a small world it could be because I'm, at, I'm waiting in the queue at Charles de Gaulle Airport and I hear this Kiwi accent and run into New Zealanders and go, and they went, oh, yeah, we spent three hours waiting to go and look at this thing. And I went, yeah, thank God I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> the other... Other place I've been to is Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. cool. And I found Jerusalem, I really enjoyed uh, being in Jerusalem. My yeah. my niece got married. And it, I was an object of fascination because I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt because it was August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. not, wearing, not wearing black and white or a hat or anything like that. Right. Was, uh, yeah, I, I really found it... Um, I, I really enjoyed being there. Um, yeah, it is. It is like Disney for Christians, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I was fortunate enough. I've been there once myself, and it, I was the complete tourist. I mean, I, I went to the river, got my bottle of holy water. I mean, just all the the little things, the touristy things. I mean, I hate saying it that way, but did all the big tourist attractions. Oh, no, I did too. I mean, I I did the touristy thing. and But what I found really interesting is some of these places, I went to Bethlehem, a lot of people were kissing all these things. Yeah. And then giving money to the Orthodox priests. And of course, I roll up and go, yeah, I'm not kissing anything. Like, yeah, right. no, I, I, I come from a very different Christian tradition. We don't kiss things and we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very moving to see these people, how they reacted, you know, at the manger and at oh, yeah. the tombstone. Yeah. And it was just, it really was unbelievable to watch. And, oh, gosh, uh, yes. So people who've come on the show, they know we have this form that we send out and people send it back. So <laughs> and we, we w- one of the things on it is we ask you, what don't you want to talk about? So we understand that we can't talk about your girlfriend because your wife would probably be upset. Uh, so but it, within those lines, who is your celebrity crush? That's a new question for us, too. Oh, well, OK. I'm, I, it's seven. It's Jerry Ryan, seven of nine. Um, oh. And I have to confess, I belong to a seven of nine appreciation society on um, Facebook. <laughs> Wait, that's and, amazing. And, and the Voyager, Voyager, Star Trek Voyager Facebook yeah. group. I was never really a Trekkie, but um, last year in the lockdown, I re- again watched Voyager all the way through and became a mm-hmm. real Trekkie. You, you, I think, you know, you're starting to get serious when you purchase the Voyager companion that covers every episode and you have that there when you're watching the episode to go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, so funny. Well, that- or is it when you start thinking about writing fan fiction is, is, is maybe that's the point where oh. you reevaluate your life? <laughs> I did enjoy Voyager because I like the fact that a woman was the captain. Yes. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, Seven of Nine was, I mean, excuse my language, but she was pretty badass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Roxy, wait, wait, I thought, you, so you're a Trekkie? Is that what you're telling no, us now? No, I mean, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I didn't think you were. <laughs> Well, wow, Michael, we're close to running out of time here, but we want to I want to get a few more questions in before we sure. say goodbye. This has been great. If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film or science fiction? Probably a drama. <laughs> OK, well, I was, you know, I just realized, Roxy, you know, we got these new questions. We're all excited about that. How come horror movies not on there? Oh, I mean, you know, oh, it could I, be. I, I hope no one experiences <laughs> that. Right. So you're saying a drama. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. Well, you know, we've, we've been through, I, I know that Catherine and I have been through some tough times as a couple and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we got through breast cancer when Catherine had breast cancer and, oh, wow. you know, we, we went through that and I was involved in a, and because I, I can say this, God loves irony. I got knocked off my bike by a sailor <laughs> and um, had those, one of those moments in life that if, when you go back, you realize if I turned left instead of right, mm. my life would have been different, absolutely different. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, what's a great book you've read recently? Um, a book that I have really enjoyed, and I'm going to I'm gonna out myself here, but it's by an author called Helen Sword, and it's called Stylish Academic Writing. Oh, um, it's uh, it's a guy. I've I've actually she's a New Zealander and she writes. She her area of, of research is acad- being a, an academic writer, and so mm-hmm. 
I've found her book very helpful for me as a writer. I mean, my job is to write. You know, I write historical research every day, but that doesn't mean that you can't improve yourself and actually get that better value out of what you're actually doing. Yeah. As a, as a writer. Um, right. You know, because I've got, to, I've got to come up with a my dissertation for my PhD is 100,000 words. So, you know, you want to make sure that every one of those words counts and is, is readable. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I was funny that this time last last week I was had a Zoom meeting with my supervisors and they were very positive about my writing style. So that was that was good. I was very happy. Cool. All right. So we can't do this interview without asking this question. Over or under? Over. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I will say my wife persists in doing it the other way. She breaks a toilet paper protocol and I have to correct it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if we were to interview your wife as a tiny, would she give that same answer? No, probably not. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. Uh, so, Michael, I mean, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and coming on. Is there anything – how can we find you? You are on Facebook. and Are you on Twitter as well? Yes, I am. So uh, tell everyone how we can find find you if we want to get in touch with you. Well, I'm on Instagram as Michael B. Wind. I'm on the, I'm on the Twitter – my Twitter handle is The Navalist. Is oh, my Twitter okay. handle. Okay. I haven't been using tw- Twitter much. I'm being, I'm starting to use Instagram a little bit more. And yeah, a lot of my uh, a lot of my friends are on Instagram. That seems to be the channel of choice that they use. So gotcha. yeah. Well, Michael, we can't thank you enough. And you know, as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. And because of you know what you do and everything, I thought this would be an interesting one. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? I would actually love to have dinner with Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. I I find him fascinating as an individual, um, as a you know, he's one of my favorite presidents. Yeah, I find I find Rough him a fascinating riders, character. Right? Yeah, riders, and right? and the fact yeah. too that he, um, I guess, from a naval sense, you know, he was the one that spurred the development of the Great White Fleet and sent it off on its world cruise, which came to Auckland. As, oh, as wow. A, oh wow yeah so i visited auckland and yeah the, this uh, this doesn't tell you what all politicians are like we didn't have a train line from auckland to wellington until the great white fleet was going to come and they the politicians finally got around to getting it done <laughs> so they had to make a traveling comfort they could travel in comfort to auckland so right wow <laughs> But I, mean, uh, I guess my research, because I've been a military historian, my obviously my research interests uh, are the first, are the First World War and sort of the period up to the First World War. So that's sure. where where he fits in, and I uh-huh. that's why I find him a very complex character too. He's not not very he's not simple. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great answer. Fantastic. All right. Well, we know <laughs> the sun's coming up tomorrow, and that's a good thing. And uh, yeah, let's use a sir. La cheesery. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. You are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. What's your loyal little? Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Michael, once again for coming on and taking the time. So much fun. That was so much fun. And another great accent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, Loyal Littles. So, we got a ton of emails. So, we're going to get into that. Ellie Doshansky, thank you for the Friday Five this week. We might get into some of those, but we'll see real quick. But we wanted to uh, get into our emails real quick first. I got a fan mail. (gasps) Wow. Finally. Finally. I'm so happy for you. So, and it says in the subject, Chuck's fan email. And I opened wow. it and it says, ask and you shall receive. Oh, <laughs> that's clever. That's it. That's all he wrote. <laughs> so James Cunningham, thank you for that. <laughs> crushing it with the fan mail over there. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on, right? So next, now last episode, Roxy, you had a, you kind of went into this great email you got from David Spector. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he was very helpful. I I believe, Simon, was the quote, I trust my life with him now? I think that was the quote. Uh, yeah. Some, I think something that was like the that. Quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I was. remember it being pretty extreme. But my, <laughs> but my point is, Roxy, you would consider him a professional, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Great. Great. I got this message from David Spector. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it does say he closes with, for the record, I laughed my butt off about the red wine in a white glass. 
I would not have taken you to task for that one. Thank you, David Spector. I mean, in the tasting room, we have nice special glasses, but at home, they don't fit in the dishwasher, so I use whatever's convenient. I'll back you on that one. Thank you. Drop mic. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Drop the mic? Mic drop. Mic drop, whatever the kids say these days. So thank you, David Spector. I mean, I thought it was an honest mistake. I mean, I just thought a wine glass is a wine glass. I didn't get into it. However, though, Eric Londrigan did come to our rescue on Twitter and sent this great couple pictures, and it says Chuck versus Roxy. And if you want to see that, head over to our Twitter page, uh, at Loyal Littles Pod. And he posted these. One was, it was the solo cup. Is that what it is? That blew my mind. So information for life, Roxy hit it. I had no idea. Well, tell everyone, because I don't think they know. I had no idea. So you look at a red solo cup, or I guess it could be blue or whatever color it is, a solo cup. And it's got these grooves and... Lines at three different levels. At th- yeah, three different levels. The very bottom is how much liquor you put in up to that point. Then the next line is wine. And then the one after that is beer. And Littles, information I, for life. I had no idea either. Simon, I, did you oh, know this? Well, what does it represent? One unit of alcohol? Is that the, uh, the idea? I, I don't know the exact measurements, but yes, that's what these grooves are for. So like, I guess it's a shot of liquor, I guess. It's a shot, yeah, maybe? Uh, I guess. I, don't quote us on that, Littles, but apparently that's why these grooves are in the solo cups. And they're very oh, clear. Wow. If you look at the cup, and you just probably just didn't even know. No, I didn't know. I had no idea. I, as the kids maybe still say today, I was shook. Shook? I, I was shook. <laughs> All right. Well, no, so the, the kids are saying a lot of things these days. Right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's true. So, okay. So we, we got a, a bunch of other emails to get to. So we have Tony. This is from Tony. I don't think he had a last name. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. Just sharing my own experience. Based upon your recommendation, I joined a local Cincinnati area by nothing group. But so far, I have not been impressed as there are not many posts. All right. So you can't, not everyone's going to love the group. I attempted to join another group called Eastern Cincinnati by Nothing Group, but they wouldn't let me join because I'm already a member of a more local group. No. Wow. What? Personally, what I have had better experience with is local yard sale groups. In addition to people just selling their stuff, several people offer items for the most beautiful word in the English language, free. Okay, so a few things here. Thank you for the email, Tony. We really appreciate that. I understand it's not going to be for everyone, and I my guess is this works better in cities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not... Yeah, it's not easy to transport things or well i feel like we went in this with chuck with his group mm-hmm. because in springfield like you said most everyone just has yard sales right see we right. can't do that in the cities and stuff like right. that so i mean i'm sure they exist and i'm sorry you had a bad experience with it i guess just hang in there i mean it's just not going to be as if there's not as many people in the group and it's not because most people out there probably do yard sales so, yeah what yeah. bothers me the most tony and i feel horrible that this happened to you is that one group won't let you join because you're a part of another group how do they know that i guess i yeah that sounds wrong to me that sounds a little sketchy ball change i'm using a dance yeah. term there um <laughs> <laughs> Because how how would they possibly know? And if they know, does that mean there are other people that are a part of both groups and for some reason they're not letting you join? Like, that's not cool. Yeah, that's just wrong. That's a little confusing to me and sketchy. And I'm very sorry that that happened to you. They're going on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew it was so cutthroat that world, huh? I know, right? It's funny. This, this makes me think, uh, my dad was just telling me a story. His neighbor was trying to sell a swing set. like an old, Well, not sell. Was trying to get rid of an old swing set. Put it out on the street. Put a label said free. Mm-hmm. No one touched it for days. And so then they tried something. They put 100 pounds, as in the cost, which is like $150. So they put 100 pounds, and it was gone within a few hours. So someone had stolen it. So like, I was like, that's a great way of getting rid of stuff that you're trying to get rid of for free, but people don't take. Wait, I'm confused. Because obviously, well, they put a price tag on it. So after a few days of it being listed free, no one took it. And Maybe then they, they put thought a price it tag was... on it. Oh, shit, that's valuable. I'm going to steal it. And oh, they, they stole it. Oh, they yeah. stole it. Oh, I thought you meant they paid $100 for it. I was like, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's okay. A bit of information in that story. <laughs> it was stolen in a few hours. So they got rid of it for free anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to get rid of something for free on the street and you're like, God, no one's going to take this. Just put a little price tag on it. And oh, my gosh. Steal that it. is brilliant. 
That is so funny. All right. So let's move on. We got another email from Bobby Gottfried. Great to hear Jolene on the pod. Yes, Bobby, it was. How it's, she's great. That's all I'm going to say. The Masters has been on my bucket list for a very long time. Every year, three friends and I enter the lottery for tickets, and every year we lose. Well, last year, my friend Ryan won four tickets for the Wednesday practice round and the par three tournament. We were so excited. Flights were booked, hotel rooms procured. Well, we all know what happened next, 2020. An email saying our tickets would be honored when they played the tournament in the fall. An email that there would be no fans in the fall, so we would be pushed to 2021. And like Jolene, an email saying we had not been selected for the limited number of spectators in 2021. No. That is like the worst string of bad luck I think I've ever, I mean, obviously there was a lot more heavy stuff going on with the pandemic in 2020, but that just, that blows. The Masters has said we will have the opportunity to purchase the tickets again in 2022. Okay. So one of these days I'll get to Augusta, he says. Best Bobby. P.S. It's adorable to hear you guys worry you'll offend me with your lack of hockey knowledge (laughs) when you bring up the sport. I'm just so happy you're talking about it, and we'll work on the terminology later. Amazing. We're so glad that makes you happy, Bobby. (laughs) We also got a nice email from Bob Sproul. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but he was writing to us. Uh, about how much he enjoyed Jolene on the podcast again. And he loved the golf talk. And he, of course, said thank you for plugging his master's pool, which he's doing over there on Little's Picking Games. And he attached a grandstander blog post, which we, you know, he talked about when he came on to meet the Little's. And he also writes, though, as you will read, the first time he saw Hamilton was in 2017 in Chicago with Miguel Cervantes in the title role. Having listened to the cast recording endlessly, we worried if anyone could live up to Miranda, Odom, Diggs, and everyone else. But the worry disappeared as soon as Miguel asked, pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir? Did I do that rhythmically, right? Yeah, that was good. Thank you for stirring memories, what remains as one of our favorite trips and theater experiences. Who knew he was a primo softball player? Now, Simon, do you know Miguel? Do I know Miguel? Yeah. He, no. He, okay, he was the Hamilton in Chicago. He played in the Broadway Show League with us. I played on Matilda with him. He was on American Idiot. So you that was a different division. So I may so, have, I was going to say, I don't think I played against Yeah, that, no, that's a different division. Then. Yeah, I just thought maybe you'd know. But yeah, really good softball player. Really nice guy. So thank you, Bob, for, for that email. Now, so Simon, we're saving the best for last. Oh, no. <laughs> Kiwi sports fan writes, was amazing hearing Simon talk about cricket. Hey, that's all, all it says. Now, I'm going to go one step further. I will not out this person, okay? But <laughs> I did get a little textity text. Is that a word? It is now. Who says, by the way, you can have Simon on every episode, that accent. Heart, heart, Ooh. heart. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Well, I might have thrown wow. in the hearts, actually, but um, yeah. Well, we got Simon, to start a petition a to... Uh, Simon, yeah. many couple fans. Yeah. Not just one. He's got multiple fans. So now... Well, yeah, I want to know who this person is with the hearts. This is uh, exciting. <laughs> now, Simon, you obviously all have many fans, but did want to... Neil from Rockville tweeted in. We had referenced that we were holding out so we could make sure we had you on the podcast for today because we wanted you to, you know, as you so well did earlier in the podcast, give your thoughts about the Prince passing away and he writes why simon is an actor doing an accent he's from south jersey outside philadelphia you need a real brit like nigel so Uh. that's obviously a reference to the big show simon i don't think you're gonna quite get that but we assure you the accent is real very real yes that is funny it is real but but funnily enough i do do a show called the jersey tennis where i pretend i'm from jersey (gasps) so it's actually a complete flip of what you're thinking uh, there. I, but I am genuinely a Brit. Completely yeah. forgot about that, Simon. That's hilarious. Yes. So you are. Yeah. I'm actually going down to Florida tomorrow to do a gig. So if he sees me there, he'll he'll be like, yeah, I told you that guy's not English. Ah, yeah. so <laughs> Neil, you got to head down to Florida. Where are you? Where is this? Uh, it's it's a wedding, actually, oh, in Florida. Wow. Oh, yeah. fun. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a relative of his. Who knows? Maybe he'll get lucky. So. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, we just wanted to get all those in. And so we're running uh, short on time. So Roxy, why don't we, why don't you pick three of the five and we'll each answer one. Okay. So this question is for Simon. What random semi-obscure knowledge do you find yourself eager to share with people? Oh, geez. 
Uh, you know what? Actually, the most, yeah, it's super random. I travel a lot, obviously. And so I get obsessed about travel items. And I was going to pick my backpack, but actually, there's a travel pillow that is the greatest <laughs> pillow that you'll ever get. It's inflatable, but it's really long. So it like kind of takes up half of your body. It rolls up, so it's super small. But then you can like lean on it, you can grab it. Like it sounds stupid, but it's this long, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I'll give you like the link or something because okay. people are going to want to know. But this is the greatest travel pillow I've ever come across. It's just like mm. a really long pillow. And it's inflatable? It's inflatable and it's, it's like half the size of your body. And then you can like lean against it. It's a game changer. Cause you know, the other ones like your neck, you kind of, they never like support your neck. Right. Or, like, they right. slide. Yeah. This one is like, this is, this is, this is the real deal guys. Oh, all right. All right, Roxy. Next one's for you. What if any free stuff have you received over the years that you find particularly memorable? Now I know you've gotten lots of boxes of that. So for my job, we've actually been gifted some really nice things. I've gotten some beautiful, my wine glasses were gifted to me through my job. They're beautiful Crystal Tiffany's glasses. I love them. They came with a carafe that I had engraved with my monogram, um, which I haven't used that yet because I have no place to put it. But yeah, when I was able, when I got my first apartment, I was so excited to display all my wine glasses in the shelf. I even had to, I even had to adjust the shelf. Yeah. So can that I, can fit. I jump in on this? Okay. Yes. So the first time I ever came over to Roxy's apartment, I was like, how many people you have over? Cause I'm not kidding. Little, she probably had like at least 15 wine glasses in your, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. So I I thought maybe she's throwing like, you know, parties on that. I didn't know, you know, so but I was just like, okay, this is way too many. Well, also because it's a small apartment, so she needed space. And I'm like, well, you don't need 15 <laughs> wine glasses in your cupboard. You could put them away somewhere and keep them. I'm not saying get rid of them, but Yeah, um, so eventually but- that's what I did. Um I put some away and now I have two of each, two red, two white. And I don't entertain because of COVID. So, you know, there's hope for someday. (laughs) All right, we've got one more question. Chuck, what is the funniest or strangest discovery you've had of a fellow little in your life? Oh, well, I mean, can we count guests that we've had? I think so. All right, great, great. Then it's hands down. Sean Morrissey with his impersonations. Yeah. I had no idea, like none whatsoever. (laughs) And we are so grateful to him, which we're about to thank him again, because yes, that's him on today's show again uh, with Mary Faye. So thank you guys. I'm going to do that now. And uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing. Those impressions he does are just fantastic. Spot on. Spot on. Yeah, fantastic. So that would be mine. And while we're here, let's thank Michael Wind again for being our Meet the Littles guest. Yes. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And on Facebook, we have our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And remember, Apple, iTunes, please give us a rating and review. It does help. It really does. We'd really appreciate that. All right, you loyal littles. We're going to get the heck out of here because we got some golf to finish up. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the Masters. Until next time, don't forget, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. code. Hey, you did it right. I know. I've been practicing. stickers gold stars praise you want answers my hands raised don't need college i'll be fine see you losers cross the finish line oh
trophies clutch my dreams grip the gold my skin turns green scoffing at the lies they lead while they shine i fade i podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. It's a squirrel!